0: So, good morning and welcome to the latest in a series of podcasts from Export Character Cottages. And this morning, Lucy and I are dead pleased to uh, introduce Duncan Peabody, who's one of our most frequent guests at our cottages and also uh, a writer and author. Morning, Duncan.
1: Morning, David. Morning, Lucy. Good morning. Great to be here. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. Great to see you. So I know that you've visited the cottages a lot, which we're going to explore in uh, quite some depth over the next uh, few minutes or hours, depending on how long it goes. So welcome. hope you enjoy it. And if there's anything you want to ask, just uh, raise sure. your hand or shout at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I normally just shout at you. Yeah. <laughs> normally, we'll yeah. We'll throw things. <laughs> Chuck
2: stuff, yeah. Um, so I was going to start, Duncan, because we've known each other for a while now, um, and I was trying to think when you first came to one of our cottages which was Pilgrim Corner I think it was 2017 do you remember?
1: I think it was as well actually yeah very much so because um, yeah so it was our first um, visit down to Minehead and the cottages and that's about right because you were still in the process of renovating um, the sweet shop next door and we were fascinated by the thatch roof that was going on <laughs> and and all the and all the excitement of you know this cottage coming back from you know being quite dilapidated i yes. believe
2: yeah no and i remember we met by the bin i can't remember how that <laughs> happened but um we did talk quite a lot about books and the work you were doing and um and then you went after you left, you sent me a book that you were working on.
1: I did because we had that conversation and you told me you had written a book and yeah. and, I'd, and then you, you were either feigned or were genuinely interested in, in what I was doing with the book. So I thought, yeah. there we go. We'll send you a copy. Yeah. And that's really how it started yeah. the communication yeah. and, um, and, and, you know, serendipity and all that. But yeah. no, it's, it was great find. You know, we, um, I should just say for everybody listening, it's not, it's not just me that comes down to the cottage on my own. I come with my wife Elaine and our most special dogs that come with us, which is a, the, you know one of the big reasons why we keep coming back to the cottages. And yeah, we've done. We we do go abroad most years, my wife and I, but uh, we usually try and go somewhere in Devon or Cornwall or Yorkshire, somewhere that's dog friendly, where we mm. can take the dogs. That's really important to us. And. Yeah, we have some criteria. So obviously it has to be dog friendly. And, uh, again, we've got two small cock spaniels and a lot of places will only take one dog. So being able to take two is great. Um. And we have some criteria. So I very much, you know, my next most important thing is broadband because I'm a workaholic and I can't, I can't switch off. It's not because of Netflix. Um, whereas Elaine, you know, for her, when we go away, we like to see if we can find somewhere with a hot tub and a a, a real fire, especially if we're going autumn or spring, which Mm. is what, which is what we tend to do with Mm. the dogs, you know, somewhere we do. And, you know, Minehead wasn't somewhere we'd been before. We may have passed through at one stage when we were going from Linton and Lynmouth back home or something, but we'd never been here before. And and I think it was Elaine that said, I found somewhere that looks absolutely fantastic, but it's in Minehead. <laughs> <laughs> and so. <coughs> I shouldn't laugh so
2: much. No, no. So. <laughs> but
1: actually, we say I'm quite ambivalent about it because I didn't really know much about mm. it. And as you said, you know, that was the, the first of many visits that we've had down here. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, mine head's great. And it's one of the reasons we do come back. There's quite a few reasons why we come back. But um yeah, so we had a look at the website, which was a great website, your own website, although okay. actually, funnily enough, I think we found it initially through an agency, but yeah. obviously saw the link and did a little bit of Google, find yeah. out a bit more, read that it was set in a quiet part of town and a little bit elevated up above the town. And so it all sounded doable let's yeah. so let's do yeah. it you know because again you know one of the great things for me i live up in in worcestershire in the west midlands and generally it's a you know it has to be more than we have to have had some bad traffic to have been more than a two and a half hour journey and that's not just important for us that's, that's really important for the dogs as, as you know because cornwalls you can add easily two hours on if you're going to cornwall if you're going to scottish border somewhere we've been as well you know it's, it's a much longer trek mm-hmm. And and so it's great to get in the car, and usually we can do it without stopping. So that's brilliant. You know? And say so we've been now to Pilgrim and to the sweet shop several times, and they've got all those things of the hot tub, of the bull brand, and everything that we needed. And they're great for the dogs. Yes. Because you know we all want to, The dogs don't sleep at home with us; they sleep in the kitchen. So to have somewhere where you can, you know, secure them at night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is great the gardens are both fantastic they can you know get out and and um, have a little run around before we take them for a walk and you know another of the big reasons we come here is because we can take them for a walk you know straight from the door we haven't yes. we haven't got to bundle them into a car yeah. and in fact probably the best week we had here was um God, i can't remember what year that was but probably two years ago when we had all that snow that was february 2018
2: for, for 2018 was it yeah <clears throat> yeah
1: Oh, that probably was our first time at the sweet shop then. That that was. Yeah, okay. But um, we had the unexpected snow and uh, part of the way through the week and the cars didn't move all week. Not because of the snow, just because we could do everything from the doorstep that we wanted to do.
2: And you sent me some lovely pictures because you had the dogs, you took them up into the woods, didn't you? We
1: did. We saw the deer that day. We saw the deer, which you probably wouldn't have seen. Haven't seen them since, no, just because of the contrast with the snow. And the...
2: um the, the street looked lovely, didn't it? And you got some great shots of the sweet shop. I mean, really, you're right. It doesn't snow very often. No. And there was a lot of it, wasn't there? Was. there? It was inches of it.
1: Well, when we... very, The people coming into the cottage after us couldn't get here That's because right. of the snow yeah. we couldn't get away the day we were supposed to be going so you very kindly let us stay the next day but as we drove back out towards uh, bridgewater i mean there were lots of abandoned cars by the yeah. road i was yeah. quite, i was actually quite surprised
2: because yes. i remember ringing you saying don't
1: go don't go yeah. and you said
2: no no we're going to go yeah. on whatever it was a three five eight or something yeah. that and i said no, no there's you know there's jackknife lorries on there you won't you won't get down um, so, yeah, you stayed the extra night and you managed to make it down to the old ship of ground, didn't you? We did, yeah. Um, for a meal. Yeah. Um, I think everyone was in that sort of mindset you get when you think, you know, you're um, you sort of tra- trapped in yeah. and, oh my God, the we must go and get some type. food. <laughs> yeah. We don't
1: want to starve to. And, and the old ship of ground is a bit typical of, you know, experience with minehead because, I say, we had no expectations before and, and we... we We'd Walk past her and we walked down to the harbour. Never thought of going in for a meal. And I think as you said, Oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. It's not there. a pretty pub, no, let's no it's face not. It. No, it's quite a, you know, <laughs> right next to the harbour. It, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a local pub for local people, but actually, it's brilliant. You know, yeah. the food's great, the, the beer's good, the bottles of wine are great as well. And, and you know, a trip to Minehead now has to include yes. the old ship of Graham. And really.
2: you can walk, can't you? You can walk down the hill, we walk down the, the steps, way, yeah, back up the steps. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is up steps, yeah, so it's yeah, deep, yeah. But yeah. Um, when you've had a big meal, it's quite good yeah, to burn absolutely. the calories off. Yeah. Um, and you were, you were the, you, you did, there were two firsts. You were the first people to stay at the sweet shop after it being refurbed. And you were the first people to come to the sweet shop after the first lockdown. Yeah. You were the first set of guests. And that was quite pioneering. I always felt that, you know, the, the people that came that week, we were full. You remember the yeah, week, week we've talked about it before on the mm. podcast. We didn't really know what to expect, did we, any of us?
1: No, we knew, I think we knew what to expect cottage wise because you'd been, you'd communicated with us brilliantly, um, about the booking itself and mm. deposits and payments and things. Yeah, because and again, cleaning. that's, that's what they, but the cleaning, you know, was like exceptional because we've been guests with some other people since then in. I won't say where it was but <laughs> let's just say South Wales and you know you you didn't feel it had been cleaned let alone any special cleaning yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. and that was that was last August that was while we had the uh, in between the lockdowns so cleaning section exceptional the way everything's labeled is brilliant you know. And in fact, I, I was thinking the other day, and you know, I'll share this with you. It'd be great to see a, it'd be great to see a time lapse of the of the smoke bomb going off and everything, yes, put it in the room. Know, you we know we you do about that? that
0: yeah. I'd do, love to see it actually. So yeah, we, yeah. we should do a time lapse on the fogging. We, we can certainly we can do, do that. that on yeah, Friday. we could do a we could do a speedy up one like yeah. uh, Sam cutting yeah. the hedge yes. in the garden. Yeah, yeah. people love those yeah.
2: speeded up ones, especially if you can find some funny music. I'd really yeah. like to put the Benny Hill music on, but we can't <laughs> afford it. It's very expensive to use it. So, um, I mean, it it feels like a long time, and in that time you've been at Pilgrim, you've been at the sweet shop. Um, I mean, you've talked about the things um, that bring you here. I know one of your things is broadband, and you did make me laugh when you told me about a place you'd stayed where you'd rung up the owner and he'd said, oh, it's really good broadband here, and then you got there and Mm -hmm. you left, didn't you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we had to leave, actually, because – some daughter-in-law were coming down to stay and they were they this was in Cornwall and they were going to be you know working from home so mm-hmm. enjoying enjoying the beach in the evening and in the morning but working during the day uh, they got absolutely no chance of doing a video call I mean I couldn't I couldn't even FaceTime them just yeah. with one person online mm-hmm. and and yet they thought that was acceptable and i and then you think oh well it's Cornwall it's you know it's badly serviced by BT isn't it and and everything and then and then um, last year we went and had a couple of days in the hotel, literally about 200 yards away from this house, and it was super duper fast mm. broadband. Yeah, so, so the broadband's there; they just haven't invested in it because yeah. it's important to people. And you know, I know a lot of people want it because of Netflix mm. and, and sit down w- watch a bit of telly. But I say for me, if, if, you know, self-employed, you, you sometimes can't have that whole week away. It's just the reality of yes, it, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, obviously the, the cottages have, have, got thick walls and everything. And I, last time we were here, I uh, had to host my own webinar that I was doing for, for one of my clients. And so I actually brought a cable and I cabled into the back of your router, yeah. into my laptop, went and sat in the conservatory bit at the back, which, you know, the, the fi would be okay, but not 100% reliable for like a, a video mm. called a webinar. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, brilliant. There is
2: a, there is a yeah. challenge when you've got those really thick walls and there's a place in, Pilgrim Corner where it's adjacent to the sweet shop and the walls are about eight foot thick there. Now of course you're not going to get brilliant broadband yeah, no. if you're sitting in bed against that wall watching yeah. a film on your phone. But we do have um routers, we've got um boosters around the cottage and we've done what we can. But I'm like you, you know, when I stay in the cottages, which I do, I have to work too. Yeah. Um, And I do loads of video calls and, um, you know, downloading large design files. So there's nothing more annoying than it says on WeTransfer. It's coming in an hour and 20 minutes. (laughs) So actually, it's faster in the cottages than it is in my house in Minehead. So um, I have actually in the past gone to... The barn on a changeover and left. Well, your,
1: your cottages are faster than my home broadband, yeah. so there's, a, it is there's super a big ticker, but so it's that's good, yeah. Really no. It's no. really good,
2: it's really good. And also, you've got eight people in there and you've got a few teenagers yeah. and a couple of adults, you, everyone's going to be using it, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really pleased about that. Yeah. And you've also brought lots of different people down, haven't you? You had some friends around, um, come in May, Um. we did, yeah. And you've had your kids, the kids come. Are, kids
1: came. In fact, when we came on the 4th of April last year after lockdown, the kids came as well with their partners, which was which was great. We've brought my parents down as well, actually, yeah. um, and and it doesn't. It's not them that's included, but that was inspiration for a little story that's coming along hopefully <laughs> in the future. Because yeah. I think you know, yeah. you know, I mean, abandoned it, and they cope pretty quite well considering it's you know, it is elevated. Um, you know, my parents are in their late eighties, but it's just a ch- little change of mentality. It's like walk down, but get a taxi back. Yes, you know, it's yeah, couple, yeah, a couple of it's back. a couple of quid. You yeah, know, it's, it's not all expensive. it is now. It's you know, so and 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 then again. You know, Mindhead has been a revelation because with, with those different groups, there's still plenty to do. There's mm. there's eating the, you know, places to eat and drink that are appropriate for whoever you're with. And um, I know when the kids have been here, they've gone off and, you know, done the canoe hire and mountain bike hire and mm. and, and things like that that obviously you're not going to do with 80-year-old parents. Mm. But no. So we've always, always found there's plenty to do. And say for Elaine and I... Just to be able to come out of that door and, and walk up into the woods, or we have, we we normally with pretty much every time we come, at least one day we'll walk to Dunster and back. Yes. You know, we'll walk along the beach and then yep. come back through the woods all the other way around, mm. and it's great. You know, we can do that with the dogs and all the places in Dunster. You know, are dog friendly. You can go in all the cafes and you know, the arms and have a, a beer and a meal, and mm-hmm. they're, they're very welcome. Mm. So they probably prefer them to me but <laughs> and, it's, and it's a handy
0: walk isn't it it's lovely yeah. you know walk along the beach and and back again yeah it's an absolutely superb walk I, i've got to ask about minehead because you know i'm a big fan of minehead you know i love the uh, the traditional british seaside resort and my sister who lives in foreign climes she also fell in love with minehead after a, you know a bit of trepidation you know <laughs> i'm not really sure why you're moving here david you know when we moved to dunster but what was that trepidation that you had about Minehead? is it a reputational thing
1: well it obviously has the reputation from the holiday camp Um, and if there is a side to that we certainly haven't seen it because we're not usually here in the height of the summer Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we we like to come when we can take the dogs on the beach having said that it's not a great, you know, it's only if, it's only half a mile further to get beyond the beach and then you've, you still could take the dogs pretty much everywhere anyway. Yeah. So it wouldn't, wouldn't be a deal, breaker. I guess in the summer, it's when we would normally go abroad. But, um, so trepidation, don't know if that's quite the right word, but that's, I guess it was just exploring the unknown, wasn't yeah. it? A little bit. Um, but you know, as I say say, all the places, um, are, for us dog friendly, because we'll usually end up, you know, going for a walk up the woods or along the beach and then end back in, in the town and mm-hmm. go to one of the cafes. Um, so, yeah, we quite we like it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's lots of, I mean, what's good about Minehead is the Pilgrim Corner and the Sweet Shop and Stone Barn are high up, aren't yeah. they? They're in yeah. high higher town. It's a quiet area. It's a conservation area. It's very pretty. You don't get a lot of traffic up there. Um, you do see people walking around, taking photos and things. And yep. you had um, the last time you <laughs> stayed, you got woken
1: up. Now, hang on, let me was it five oh eight a.m.? Five thirty four. Five thirty four a.m. <laughs> By the minehead hobby horse. It was May Day. On the May days. Yeah. Um, yes, that was an, again another experience. I had no idea <laughs> had had no idea that one was coming till um, I thought that's strange. The dogs were going absolute nuts at half five. I thinking, what the heck's that? And I could just hear something, I had no idea what it was. And it, I think it was just the drum, Yes. just the, the drum, drum being played the as August. they were walking up Church yeah. Hill, Church Road, up towards the cottage, and then just as they got to the corner here, <laughs> the accordion started, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a yeah, it's an yeah, experience. Think, yeah, there,
2: there are two hobby horses from two different pubs, and during because of COVID, they were only allowed to have one this year. But if people want to see that, the video's on our Facebook page it that isn't. you kindly yeah. sent. Yeah. And you can see one of the hobby horses in the Minehead Museum. And its I've seen it. It's not its not quite in situ yet, but they're going to lift it up so it's on the ceiling. And it, you look up at it. It's absolutely huge, isn't mm. it? It's got to be, what would you say, two metres across yeah. maybe, oh, yeah, longer yeah. than that. And a man's in the middle, and then there's two sort of sides on there in flapping fabric. A bit like a sort of strange mermaidy thing or something that children would make at school. But, um, yeah, so you've had that. Um, so you've been in the, the historical part and the, the seafront. I mean, I know what you mean that the old shipper grounds not particularly beautiful down there. It's a very historical harbour. It's just yeah. not, it's not picturesque like you might get in Cornwall. Um, and then you've got the, the seafront. But as you say, when you come, either yeah. end of the season, it's quiet. The yeah. beach you can take the dogs on, run yeah. for miles. It's a beautiful flat sand and pebbles. Great for dogs.
1: And it's clean, mm. very clean. And it's Really clean. We have not never had a problem with, with no. anything like and that. And you can walk a long way on that yeah. beach,
2: can't you? Because you walk up to Dunster, <coughs> so you go past the old pill boxes.
1: Well, I was just about to say, it's whichever way we go. You know, even if we, it, you know, sometimes we walk down to the harbour, then up into the hills, or the vice the other way round, or going to Dunster, you're going along along the. Yeah, the main minehead beach, and you've got the sand dunes. You've got mm. the links golf course. Mm. You've got the pillboxes. In fact, we discovered uh, last July a little cut through to Dunster instead of going all the way to Dunster Beach. As you walk through a farmyard, yeah. yes, you know, yeah. Dunster. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, and yeah. they were, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. And there were little, there you was know, some newborn piglets that were you know, very cute. So yeah, there's all every yeah you know, that that landscape changes. Mm. You know the jubilee, I think it's called the Jubilee Walk. As you get in t- towards Dunster with the little stream there, mm. yeah, brilliant. yeah. You know, it's just um it's lovely, and
2: that's the lovely view as well. Because yeah. as you come up, you've got the field, haven't you, and the castle? Yep. and and it's not far, and it's mostly a flat walk. Obviously, you've got to walk up a hill to get into the yep. village, but um, I, I I did that quite a few times in lockdown with um my friend Sue, who's one of the housekeepers, and her dog Molly, who's a little Jack Russell. And we would walk past the farm, and those cows—you know, really big cows—and then <laughs> yeah. the next thing, you're in walking up the hill to Dunster, and it's just a totally different mm, yeah. environment. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great walk. Yeah, and you're pretty <coughs> hardy, you two, because you do a lot of walking. And then Elaine sits in the hot tub, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, that's all right. And, and, and again, if you know, if you want to go a bit further afield, you haven't got to go too far to have a complete change of scenery mm. again. You know, you've got—I um, mean, another place we really like. Um, 'Cause it's got that little circular walk up and down the river is tar steps. Mm. Yes. You know, that's great with the dogs. That's what's that, half an hour maybe? Half an hour. Something that like yesterday. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Linton and Lynmouth again about half an hour. Mm. Um and that's a
2: lovely drive,
1: isn't it? Yeah, isn't it, isn't it is actually. Yeah, it's It is, it is yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is. Um You've got Horner Woods, which we've yeah. been to before.
2: I think that's one of my favourites, yeah. Horner so, Woods. It's really
1: interesting yeah. walk. Oh, it's names, really, I, I don't know how old it is, but it's obviously very yeah, ancient wood. It is, and, yeah. so and it's, it's got
2: um, something, I mean, hundreds of types of lichen and they're right. very um, sensitive to pollution. Mm. So they grow here because we don't have really bad pollution, right. which is amazing. So if you're, if you're mad about moss, that's the place to go. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'll no. bear that in mind. Yeah. Next time
2: you're moss a, spotting,
0: yeah, yeah. The There's a whole go. podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, um,
2: yeah. There's rare butterflies and all sorts of things in that wood that you don't really get anywhere else, and that is a microclimate. Yeah. That's the real microclimate. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lovely walk.
1: You know, so there is just so much around here, and I think, and not just for us personally. Everybody's saying at the moment, you know, what this last twelve months has has shown people that there's a lot more in the UK mm. than people realise. Yeah. You know, you haven't got to go abroad to see these things, and in fact. Generally, if you go abroad to a you know, Greek island or a, a Spanish seaside resort, it's very saintly for the whole time you're there, isn't yes, it? Yes,
2: that's true. Mm. I mean, yeah. one thing from this conversation that I you know, I always say about Exmoor is there's a huge variety. There is so much to do. Um, and, you know, if you wanted to just have a day on the beach, you've, you're in Minehead. That yeah. is the sandy beach yeah. here. You can drive into North yeah. Devon if you so desire, but, frankly, I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I'd just walk down, um, drop the kids off if you wanted to in the car and bring back and then one person walk back
0: mm. and it is and of course from dunster beach you can now go on the steam coast trail as well which is that great cycle path so for people like me on two wheels you can go on the cycle path all the way to blue anchor yep. enjoy that sort of promenade at blue anchor there and then go and explore the villages around blue anchor and yes. on to watch it and well that and was a, that was
1: a, we walked we parked at dunster beach and then walked up to blue anchor um in May when we were here, mm. so that was a new one. We hadn't done that before. Mm. So that was again, it's different landscape and mm. enjoyed And I've
2: been it. Um, researching smuggling recently yeah. here, and there was smuggling at Blue Anchor, and there's um, there's a rumour that that you know that beach is haunted. Oh right! Um, with you know the you know some crazy smuggler who came mm-hmm. to a sticky end.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you know you you find all these things out, and it does make it okay. That sort of makes sense because when you think about it, it's um, there's quite a lot of nooks and crannies, aren't there, in that beach? Yeah. Um, there's a good view as well. So it, I mean, it'd be great for smuggling, x more when you think.
1: Yeah. Well, Kilv a bit further on was. Uh, uh a bit of a, yes. a den of smuggling wasn't it? I
2: think it was, yeah, yeah. Kilv. I mean, every, because we're so near to Bristol as well, which is where all the trade was coming in, you know, the East India Trading Company was right. they were sending things. Uh, so right
1: somebody to just dropped it off on the way. Yeah,
2: and I think quite a lot of stuff sort of fell off yeah. the back fell of off, the cart. Didn't yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Made its way down here. So um yeah, it's really um really interesting. And it is I mean, for me it's always nice because you bring different people every time, so that's probably a slightly different holiday depending on who you're with, yeah, um, but you know the cottages really well, um, and and the dogs. Whenever I see the dogs, they 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 always know who I am.
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah, and again, it's you know, it it's, it is like a home away from home. You know, the fixtures and fittings, the quality of it is is what we'd have in our own house, you know, where sometimes you go on holiday and it's like, oh, it's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it, when things are not quite the same or... Yeah,
2: I remember Elaine said to me um, once when we were at the sweet shop having cheese and wine with you, I think, and she said to me one thing that she remembered was, I always have sharp knives. And it's true, you know, sometimes it's a tiny thing, Mm. but when you go to a holiday cottage and every knife is blunt... And you're self catering. All the
1: corkscrew, especially, is not very good. Corkscrews
2: <laughs> are one of those cheap ones from Tesco, yeah. you know. And I, I, am a great one for. I don't want cheap things in that don't work properly because if you buy it cheap, you buy it twice, yeah. you know. So we do have expensive cafetiers and expensive things because if I can, if I can put them in, they tend to last longer. There is a challenge a bit in Minehead where there, there aren't a lot of shops, as mm. we know, of things like that. So there, it's not like there's a kitchenware shop. So if something got broken on a Friday, it's not always easy um, to replace it. Well, I do have a garage full of spares and I, I bought yeah. Yeah, another teapot yesterday and David's like do we need
0: another teapot? Just ask <laughs> yeah, the question. Yeah, <laughs> just, just add it to the inventory. I, I, I think, um, but that goes that's one of the things we said about the cleaning isn't it? Mm. The, the cottages aren't just six plates or you know six cups and saucers or six mugs. There's plenty of crockery, there's plenty of everything in all the drawers and that has added time and complexity to, to the cleaning yeah. that we've had to put in yeah. place post-Covid. So Um, But we don't plan on changing that. We haven't changed it throughout the crisis and it's not going to change. No, but for for
1: us as a guest, that's a that's a comfort you know if you were taking the shortcut and just like okay there's only four people coming therefore we'll, we'll just only leave four plates yeah. and that. that that doesn't work
2: mm. no it doesn't work you're gonna have yeah. to wash up every single yeah. Time, yeah. time you eat yeah and, that, and then and then that.
1: that's a bad memory isn't it yeah you, know, you don't actually, want those things
2: you know, when when we went into the covid crisis and david and i were doing a cleaning protocol we did have a robust discussion we about did. how many plates we needed because david <laughs> said to me Right, we're going to have to wash everything through the dishwasher, every changeover. Um, And you think how big those kitchens are, Sweet Shop and Pilgrim. They're big kitchens, aren't they? Yeah. Stacked. Um, So, uh, and I was saying, well, we need 16 dinner plates because we've got eight people. And you said to me, we don't need 16. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we don't. Um,
0: What? What?
2: (laughs) Actually, we do. Because exactly what you've just said, if you've had breakfast, all of you, and then... You want to do lunch, you don't want to have to run the dishwasher a quarter full mm. or worse, do washing up on holiday, mm. you know. So um I think you do you do need an element of that, I think. Um but it's it is interesting because I we do we do have to cater for all sorts of different age groups as well, and like you say, with your parents. Yeah. Because those cottages do have steps and they do have you know reduced head height in places. And and have you found any of those things challenging?
1: Um no because um you know pilgrims okay there's three steps up to get they're in up, but yeah. but you know but once they are there they've got the, the twin bedroom at the back yes, it's so on the ground a, level yeah. and so and it's got its own, it's
2: own shower street, and, yeah.
1: and uh, toilet so, and straight out to the garden so your parents stay in the garden yeah they they staying in that garden yeah, yeah. and that's and that, ideal yeah no that's ideal. good
2: i mean that that's yeah. good those two um in fact stone barn is the same they they all have bedrooms on the ground floor um, and that I think that does yeah. help definitely. Um, and with the dogs, you you'll stay, um, you just keep them in the kitchen, don't you? At night, yeah. I think, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've got doors either side of the kitchen, haven't we? And then there's there's no door. to
1: the Yeah, dining so it, almost like, it's almost like a little granny annex for yes. them. Actually, yeah. it's behind a couple of doors, and they'd be in there. But they but they you know they're not bo- bothered with the dogs anyway. They love no. the dogs, so it's not the dogs. Mm. So yeah, no, it works really really well. And you're you
2: getting know. a hot tub at home, aren't you?
1: We have a hot tub at home. Ooh, but... <laughs> ooh. You won't need to come on holiday anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that yeah, that, that was part of the, um, the, you know, convincing ourselves to get one was that like we didn't have a foreign holiday last year. We're not having one this year. Mm. Who knows if we'll bother to go away next year. I mean, say so we've, um, really enjoyed c- coming down here. And the great thing is our kids are a little bit older now. So, you know, they start doing things and inviting us to go with them, you yeah. know. So we have yeah. got an invite to go down to dartmouth for a few days exactly. in september with with the daughter so it's you know yeah why do we need to go abroad mm. i uh, yeah my my, I had my passport expired in uh june yeah this month so the the new one has arrived and it's a different color to how it's been for many years yeah. and it's like do i really want to use uh, that yeah. <laughs> i do know what you mean i've got
2: family in america and i they keep saying to me when are you coming to north carolina and i think Yeah, I don't know, actually, because I often feel like on a Friday when we're cleaning together, and it is hard work and on a Saturday, but it's like being on holiday at the same time. You know, you finish work or you knit a proper job to get some barkeepers cleaning, and you go past the sea, and there's everyone out having an ice cream Mm. and, you know, looking at the sea, and I think, oh, it's just so lovely here. And it's easy, isn't it? It's an easy place, my I think, um, to get around in. Parking is easy.
1: I mean, we've been, to, you know, the weeks longest we've been here, and it certainly is on my to-do list to say, actually, I would like to come for longer mm-hmm. and come for like a two-week stay at some stage, because, you know, you can't get everything in in a week that you might want to do. Um, I'm not particularly a golfer, but I'd love to have a go on that links course, you yeah. know? Can you but you that's play a golf? Day. I can play golf, I can hit yeah, a ball around. I'm not, that I'm, is a, yeah,
2: that yeah. Lynx course is a really good course. It's meant to be the best in the Southwest, I think. And it's old as well. And we get discounted golf. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Um, and it's quite a considerable discount. Yeah. It's like 25%. And in fact, last uh, the last time we had some guests, we had a guest come who worked had worked for the Golfing Association. Uh, and he had been quite senior. And he wanted to play golf. But he hadn't booked it before he'd got here. And he couldn't get in. And he was telling Sandy, one of the ladies that works for me, and she said, oh, well, my husband is a member. And he got – they did rounds in. together. Yeah, they great. went and played together and they went um, – I think they, in the end they went three times. And it because it wasn't because we got the discounts. No. He, no, no. he wasn't bothered about that, but – the fact was he actually went to play with someone who plays golf yeah. every other day or whatever. Um, and we even get discounts off the lessons. And I'm slightly tempted to do it myself. As the guy, when he was talking to me, he was sort of saying, do you fancy playing? And I'm like, when am I going to learn how to play golf?
0: Well, you know, you've got that five minutes spare at some <laughs> stage, probably not on a Friday or Saturday. i try no. not to do it
2: during a changeover. But it is um, a great
0: course. My it father yeah. plays that course yeah. and yeah. he says it's one of the most challenging links yeah. he's ever been on of course to a, a good golfer.
1: I'm not a good golfer, but, um, I, but I, enjoy like golf I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, so, I, mean, I only play two or three times a year, but I'd love to go and have a go on it. Yeah, mm. uh, well, you and it's sure quite is. quiet as well. Yeah. It's not, you yes, know, you're never hassled by yeah. other
0: members. So, I, yeah, I'd recommend you give it a go. Yeah. And when my father in law's down, if you're down at the yeah. same time, he'll, uh, yeah. yeah he'll and
1: I like, and also, I've, I've seen you started to talk about um, making a big thing of Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And that yeah. would, that would be really good. Except it's just family thing at Christmas, isn't it? Whether you can. Leave, doing, um, leave them all or bring them with us, I suppose, I don't know. Can't Wait
2: for Christmas, it's called, um, and we're going to start decorating the cottages um, in the middle of November, um, and the idea is that all the people that missed out on seeing their friends or their colleagues for Christmas dinner, um, this we, pre-COVID we'd seen this trend where people were coming in December with their family, friends, or... Uh, their colleagues or just a group of people that they were really good mates with who lived in different places and celebrating actual Christmas on, say, the 3rd of December or the 10th of December or the 7th. So I'd go in and, I, and you know, I'd find they, they'd had some sort of mince pies or they'd had a whole roast dinner or, you know, they would tell me what they were having and what they needed. Um and so the idea is we're going to make that, we're going to sort of try and help people make up for the fact they couldn't do Christmas with the yeah. people that they want to do it with because often we're not with who we want to be with on Christmas no. Day. Mm-hmm. And certainly last year, Karen, my friend who's the gardener, who's retired now, Karen and I were in this house and we had Christmas on our own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great, <laughs> but it was very different. No. And, you know, normally I'm with a whole group, to sort of 12 people and lots of dogs and cats and things, and it's slightly nutty. Um, so I think that that's a really good, fun way of getting people to do it. And and we we think we have a Santa who might come with narrow small people right. as well, which might, you know, he might just show up. <laughs> so we'll, yeah, we're, we're working on that the moment. But, the, yeah, that's Can't Wait for Christmas. And actually we've got quite a few bookings already. And Ben, the chef who yeah. booked on yeah. one of your nights, um, he's going to do a Christmas meal. Mm. So he's doing a traditional and then a slightly more right. contemporary um, if people want that done, doing for them, and I have to say there's a lot of stuff to schlep around if you 're cooking Christmas and yeah. staying three nights yeah. I would be tempted to get someone
0: to do it yeah definitely. Could,
1: uh, well again it's, it's that standard. it's that whole culture, uh, culinary experience isn't it you know, that's yes. here now so you've got that yeah. that at the top end with thirteen and what they do and yeah. you 've got I won't name anyone no, <laughs> at the bottom end, but, yeah. but you've got, yeah. you know, you've got everyone in between, <laughs> right, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I
2: like that. I like going for an all-day breakfast. <laughs> you know, once in a while.
1: Um, well, when we were here in in May, I you know I, I met a friend and we used the spoons. I've got that that veranda out at the oh, top. Weather spoons, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just for having a pint and sitting in the sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't beat it. It yeah, could, have, could have been anywhere. And you also, know, it was great.
2: The hairy dog.
1: And the service was brilliant. I oh, have, have to say, yeah, just order it on the app, and a yeah. couple of seconds later, it's there. Yeah, it's really good.
2: And the hairy dog pub, in the, which you've probably never been. Into. No, I I'm have actually. I have. have, oh, yeah. have you? Did you? Yeah. Watch some sports in there. <laughs>
1: Uh, No. (laughs) Um, They've got that enormous climbing frame. There's some sport outside now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there
2: probably was. You do see some sights there in the summer. They've got an enormous climbing frame, which is the whole size of that pub. So if you didn't go in the back, it's a massive wooden frame. Um, And it's got, you know, ropes and nets and uh, swings and all sorts of things. And I was in there on Saturday night. And um, even at sort of 10 o'clock, there were kids out there playing on it. Yeah. And it is brilliant. So, and I think they've won an award for
0: that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're award-winning um, years upon years yeah. as, a, as a family venue. And, yeah. and I think I think that's it, isn't it? Dogs are welcome everywhere. But for a lot of pubs in, in Exmoor, because they're quite small, mm. children possibly are, are, are put into yeah. the garden, as yeah. it were. So it's quite nice to have that sort of family-friendly <laughs> facility, um, you know, here in Minehead.
2: Yep. Um. Well I can't think of anything else to ask you We've talked about everything
0: I've got to ask um, Duncan did uh, send some notes through about and you mentioned the south west coast path (laughs) Now is that something that you want
2: to do
1: that? Oh, you're not walking it, are you? I, well, you know, it's one of those things that you think that'd be a nice to do rather than a must do, but I would I would like the challenge of it, yeah. Mm. I think, it's a long know, six, walk. Six, I think it's just over, I think it's about 630 600 miles, miles oh, because yeah. there, it's down by the harbour. There is the, the, the statue there or the yeah, monument that, 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 that's either the start or the finish, depending on which way you've walked yes. it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it would take a lot of organising. I know some people come and do a bit, you know, one week and then I'll come Mm. back another week and Mm. rather than doing it over four or five weeks or however long, 630 mile takes, I think that'd be a great challenge to do. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it it would be a big one to organise. But yeah.
2: Mm. I mean, I do see people doing it on Facebook. Mm. A lot of people do
0: it. It's it's, really interesting. When I was down in Cornwall for my holiday earlier in the year, there was a couple we met who had walked the whole thing and and they found this part of the, the path really quite challenging. And I think they got to Newquay and it was very warm for them and they found that quite challenging. But as they got to the south coast, they were actually thinking of coming back. So doing the whole return journey, the retired couple, doing the return journey and then having a relaxing time. At the end here in my yeah. head. So maybe that's what you can do is, you know, book a start and finish at Pilgrim Corner, yeah. promise yourselves a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, yeah. only what? And
1: 1200 miles later. 1200 miles later, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, is it
1: true you've
2: never been on the steam
1: railway? I haven't actually. I've been on, I've had been on steam railways, but I've not been on this one. It's really? just never, yeah, it's either been closed mm. or we've just. Do you know what? I haven't even looked to see whether it's dog friendly, whether you take you the dogs or You can take dogs, either. you have to buy them a the ticket, right, and they're
2: okay.
1: not allowed on seats. Right, okay. Um, and that might be a challenge.
2: Yeah, well, I think quite a few people do find that yeah. a challenge because obviously a dog sees a seat next to its owner yeah. and it wants to sit there. Oh, it
0: the be on the lap, lap. the lap, but on uh, the lap. yeah. Um,
2: but this year it won't be fully open anyway for
0: minehead. No, so. it reopens in July as a, depending on the yeah. number of works that yeah. they've got to do. But, but you can uh, go and
2: look at the trains. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: And you know there, it's lovely. I. You know I'm often in the garden and I hear the steam train and and the you know peep peep and I love yeah. that. And that's mm. just a really nice thing. Also, when you you do the Dunster to Blue Anchor, eventually you yeah. one day we'll see <clears> it. You know,
1: which yeah. Be oh really no, nice. we've seen it many times when we've been walking along that yeah, path in the, in the past and never got on it and just you know.
2: And pony trekking too. Right. That's another thing. Yeah, I think that'd be.
1: We've done we've done that a couple of times. Um, not not in Exmoor, but in different places. But it's again, it's more organising. We'd have to make sure we because sometimes we just come on our own with the dogs, but you obviously need to have yeah, somebody, somebody here, here look to look have to the dogs, dogs for half a yeah. day. You know. Well,
2: um, um, so we were at the pony centre yesterday, um, the Exmoor Pony Centre, and actually the amount of um trekking that they do that and and it's all really carefully managed so they have you know they've got ponies for small children who who are a bit nervous and haven't been on a pony before and then right up to experienced riders who go out across the moor and canter um and david and i were just sort of blown away by these ponies they're so friendly Mm. they all look to us they look quite similar but obviously once you start looking at them you realize that they are all different and there's there's Walnut and Elmo <laughs> and Bear and Susanna and and you start looking at and think, oh my god, I'm absolutely going to go and do, you know, pony trekking.
0: Yeah, I was, I was a little bit, not say nervous, but you know, I was a bit like yourself in the conversation about minehead. You know, it's like, why oh, do I don't want to go and see ponies? But actually, Lindsay, who's the general manager there, is is a true inspiration, and she loves the Exmoor Pony. She loves what she does.
1: Well, we've done the touristy thing when we've been going to Tar Steps, and there's mm. um, a group of the wild ponies by the road. We we stopped and taken some photographs, and they don't, yeah, you know, they're quite tame. They don't, <laughs> they don't scurry away. No, they're quite happy for you to take a photo. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I mean,
2: Lindsay did give us some guidance on how to approach ponies, basically not to, um, and how far to stand right. to get good pictures and things. Because obviously, the, the ones she's got are domesticated, but the ones on the moor are. Yeah, well. um, and they're four hundred, which is quite oh. amazing. I didn't yeah. realize there were that many. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of variety that is for sure.
0: Yeah, and so by day you've got loads of things still to do, <coughs> yeah. so it means that we're going to see you time and time again, which is great stuff. And at night, well, we've spoken a little bit about the the culinary experiences in Exmoor. Uh, do you want to talk about thirteen in house private dining? Experience?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a um, really good experience actually, and, and we've never even we've never even had caterers come into our home. where we live so it was a really genuine experience and it was just great to be able to sit around (laughs) and not worry about you know, is that done yet? I've got to turn the oven up or down or is yeah. something going on there? And you can just sit and uh, we sat in the garden and had some drinks, apparently. And um would uh, uh, be <laughs> memories of this <laughs> evening are somewhat <laughs> amazing. The, there does seem to be, a, you know, yeah, yeah. anyone who's listened to all 10 episodes theme of this is podcast, there, <laughs> there is a theme developing. I, I, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm still going to have to make this over 18s only, I think, if yeah. alcohol's mentioned I, anymore. I've
1: definitely got coffee in a teaspoon this yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> so Quality of um, the food was excellent. It was gorgeous, yeah, wasn't it? it was really good. Really uh, ben, good. Ben, we, we did and, um,
2: um, a chat with Ben, and um, he remembered the menu. And he, considering he's doing that three, four times right. a week. Um, I was pretty impressed, actually, because I couldn't remember um,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you kept on saying, do you, only... you remember what like, we? you cooked?
2: I, 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 I remember there was the de- cheesy dough. It was, was a, it and so then it was delicious. duck. and then the duck, yeah. which was amazing. and the Salty caramel cheesecake, yeah. The yeah. Um, and there, there is something lovely about just sitting in the cottage and not, like you say, not yeah. worrying about anything. And then this amazing food comes out, and it mm. all comes out together. You know, sometimes you go out to, for a meal... And you, the food's good, but the service isn't. Yeah. And I actually had that recently in Exmoor in a really good restaurant, but the service was too slow. And um, what happens is when you're in a, a reasonably sized group, someone's eating mm. when someone else isn't, and we're mm. all going, you have it because it's hot. Yeah. We, You know, we don't want you to wait. So... Um, I think I think it's a good addition, and lots of people yeah. are trying it, which i'm pleased about and it's not that much more expensive
1: no it's, if, it's, it isn't that in fact it isn't any more expensive because you same. might because you might end up paying a little bit less on food but you'll pay a lot more on drink yes so you in the in the round and in fact it
2: depends we, how much you drink yeah actually. exactly
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but but um, the friends that were with us um, she was a um, a teacher of um of cooking yes. at a high school business, and she, she had her own catering business where she was doing that sort of thing but for much larger groups there were houses that were you know, 25 30 mm. people mm. and she was doing it with a, you know, a small team um but she was really impressed with it, so was it was she? very good yeah oh, good. yeah so yeah big tick there and, and something to build into and yeah, i think maybe, do in the future. um when
2: you come next time we'll do um we'll get him to come and teach us how to do something we could all do that together like mm. i'd quite like to do <clears> the <throat> bread one
0: i think that would be really interesting or pasta, yeah. and then you yeah. eat it yeah
2: and with yeah. the bread he he said oh it's not just making bread we're actually going to learn how to make butter as well so you mm, make your own butter okay. and then you get to eat mm. i mean bread and
0: butter oh. yeah i mean there's nothing better is there no No, No. and uh, I've seen a few videos of him in the kitchen. He comes over very well. The attention to detail is is really quite
1: amazing. Yeah, and he's
2: very personable, isn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely. I
2: mean, what I did notice about him, having spent quite a bit of time with him planning all of this and just, you know, talking informally or, you know, in in a work sense, is when I saw him actually cooking... You really couldn't talk the, to him. Oh, know the intenti- the, intensity, the, intensity, the
1: intensity and concentration of it, was, it, on, it was yeah.
2: quite frightening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a bit like, oh, this isn't the same man. No. Um, and, and that's why Izzy's there, because you can't talk to him, yeah. because he's literally plating mm. up or he's, you know, getting the duck breast done. Or, so um, I would really recommend people to try it. Cause, yeah. and, and, you know, again, I'll say, I don't make any money out of it. It's not an upsell for me. It's about... Giving people more options of really nice things to do in minehead when they're in the cottages or in
1: Dunster. Well, if it gives them another reason to come back or contributes to another reason to come yeah, back, yeah. it's a win win, isn't it? And it, it helps the know? local Absolutely. couple yeah. who
2: um, are trying something yeah. new, which is quite radical for Exmoor to do private chefing.
1: Well, that's our other, you know. Th- philosophy as well when we come here i know it's a self-catering cottage but we do generally try to help you know go and, yes. and, and not just sit in the cottage we do go to the apple tree yeah. cafe and mm-hmm. the different restaurants yeah. and and places yeah you know? and that so, does help doesn't it because yeah. the,
2: the, the the pound is going yeah. back into the british economy and i think now at the moment that's what we should all be doing and actually we we are doing it a bit because people can't go abroad no. it's enforced. Mm-hmm. The tourism sector's got to step up as well.
0: Yeah, well, you know, two thirds of the local Exmoor economy yeah. are employed in hospitality, yeah. and and I think all everything that we do adds a little bit of added value back into that. And you're absolutely right; we've got to get people coming back here. Mm. And it's something that I was saying on Radio Somerset last week: is that it's it's actually <laughs> yeah. it's actually that great. In. Yeah, well, you know, just drop that in. Lucy <laughs> arranged it. Um, is that actually we. It's great to see people who were here last summer coming back this Mm. year, which is great. But we need to get them coming back in when you come back in the shoulder
1: months. I need to come back and I need a bit of self-promotion. But I need to come back now and finish my next book. That's what I need to do. We should talk
2: about your book.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we should. So I mentioned right at the start author writer well i've I done don't know. yeah I've done, i don't, I
1: started off doing quite a lot of um articles for national computer magazines because i've, I've you know, been into technology for a long time and then got the bug to write and try and improve that and I, I i did take six months out a long time ago to to write a novel that was pre-internet day so you couldn't promote it in that way but locally it was it was quite successful but not life-changing you know which is <laughs> You know, the, the people do say to me, What, you know, is it, you know, you're trying to do it to change your life or because you enjoy it? And it's a bit of both, you know, if I could change lifestyle and be down here more and play golf or do things, that'd be mm. that'd be a win win, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, but I'm just, a, and I've done some educational books because I've been involved in trying to um, push the boundaries of what we can do with technology within education now. So, and that's become even more important now that school kids and university students are having to, you know, not be on campus or in school yes. and, and do that so um we've seen a big advancement in the last 12 months there but the whole covid thing i, mean, I don't think and i honestly don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing but the whole covid thing did get the old cogs going thinking oh you know where where you know where could that take us and i've, I've had two really strong ideas for uh sort of murder mysteries based around covid which sounds quite gruesome but it's not um and the, f- and the first one is about to be published, so the books are coming from the printers tomorrow. Uh-huh. It's, it's called Lance Dune House it's, uh, it, it, the, the, which is the house where it, it sort of revolves around. It's a bit like the circle of life with uh, you know where people are born and live and ultimately die as well. So that's quite interesting. and uh, I'm hoping it's going to be successful. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got an advanced copy the other day is which this, I just um, just revealed. Is this interesting- so it's set it's it's in Droitwich in Worcestershire doing it in I'm doing it in I'm doing, doing, it, in, I'm doing it in conjunction here yeah, with the local hospice because yeah. um, because they are uh, there's a there's a big advancement of the plot takes place in the hospice where something's revealed on the deathbed and so I wrote to the hospice just to ask for their permission to use the real location because I've used the the park and the restaurants and the beauty parlors and different places around Droitwich where I live um, it's also in different different parts of the country as, as well, a little bit, and in France and America. And so it's a little bit of a travel <laughs> log to it as well. Um, and fifty percent of the of the profits, which is not my time, it's just after, purely after printing and postage and packing. Fifty percent of the profits is going to the hospice. So I have set myself a big ambition of trying to see if I can raise them ten grand. Wow! Which so means which means I've got to sell. Um, about five thousand copies. Okay. Um it's eight ninety-five posted out to wherever you live. Wow. And you can you can go on the COVID19murders.com. Oh. And they, and they and if I if I can make that successful, and I don't I, I'm not gonna qualify what success is, but if I can get the hospice there ten thousand quid, uh, then the next one. Um, is going to be set at Pilgrim Corner yes, and right. in Minehead. Which, yeah. you know, we'll so we'll definitely a put a link to this book <clears> into <throat> yeah. the
0: podcast meta description. I've got to ask, the, 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 the what, uh, next book in Pilgrim Corner? What, what? Uh, Another Covey that... Moda? Oh, it's the second oh, go- really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: so Kobe it's already in... Yeah, yeah. It's written in first draft form. It's, yeah. it's probably half the length of this book here and it needs it needs some character development. And possibly location changing, and possibly some name changing to protect the guilty. But apart from <laughs> that, <laughs> <but> <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this, this one is completely fictional. The other one's fiction as well, but it is based loosely on a few people I know. So I've got to make sure they don't know yeah. that. Mm. So yeah, but so yeah, that's that's quite an exciting time as as well.
0: And when do you think that one will form and, and launch the the one at Kilburn Court?
1: Well, well uh, I, I would hope. I'd hope by the end of the year. Mm. I'd hope by the end of the year. It, may, it just, again, it just depends what happens and with this and uh, what traction we can get with well, it. We should you have
2: know? one when, when guests come. That should be on the welcome train. <laughs> yes. The, so we'll do an advance order and get, because um, I've read, I think, I can't remember, I'm just looking at this. I think I got halfway through and then we <clears> opened <throat> or something. But I've read um, Euthanasia as well. Other
0: yeah
1: that book? was uh, that was my first novel that originally was called out of control then it got re mm. then it got re um edited and updated f- and came out as a kindle only book called euthanasia and just, with the why
2: because uh, while people are listening and going, <clears throat> oh who is this guy um who is the famous author who had, had read the book for
1: you euthanasia yeah Oh, well remembered <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay yeah, a, a guy called Colin Dexter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, just yeah Dexter,
0: And yeah,
1: and, yeah. and said uh, he was very interested in the desperate deeds and dark thoughts or something. I can't remember his exact <laughs> yeah. quote now, yeah. but yeah. It's, well remembered, thank it's you. A good, it's a good premise, yeah. Yeah. the way yeah. the story yeah. unfolds. And, an, and another murder mystery uh, set... Nothing to be covered, it was set 20 years ago in Droitwich as well. So yeah.
0: Droitwich which stands the hotbed of, of all crime. sorts of uh, crime-based <laughs> thing. I mean, I could... I, the pilgrim one sounds absolutely fascinating, mm. and I think you're right. I can see lots of Christmas gifts there for previous guests of uh, of the cottage. Well, we normally
2: do at Christmas time. We send out a little gift to mm. our yeah. regular guests. I think you've had a
1: calendar. Yeah, the little the butter walks, walks. Yes. which has been absolutely brilliant, yeah, actually.
2: You've used that a lot. I know. I'm and I'm wondering about what to do this year. I do have an idea.
1: Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need umbrella. Uh, yeah. If you can hear that in the background, <laughs>
2: that's
0: right. me playing with peas on the <laughs> <garden. Rain. laughs>
1: yeah. It is
2: actual rain, and yeah. you can hear cats fighting in the background. Yeah. They all came yeah. in yeah. from the garden, looking quite frosty yeah. at the rain. um But the, actually, the the Pilgrim Corner murder might be a great Christmas mailing. Mm. I mean, it's not overly festive. I don't I know. We put some holly on the front and send <laughs> a bell. Yeah, it? I don't
0: know. I think murder no. is on the mind of quite a few people at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a segue there. I mean, and, I, and I've got to mention your other book that we've spoken about in previous times, so Carry On Complaining. Now, I don't think you've used any of the tactics <laughs> that are outlined in Carry On Complaining with Exmoor character cottages. I hope not. Oh, no. Because um, they're pretty fail-safe. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> so so talk to us about Carry On Complaining.
1: Um, carry On Complaining came from, <clears throat> originally, a really bad experience with, um, with Volkswagen. I had a Volkswagen car that was two years old and, from, and had it from new, and it just kept failing. It was just unreliable. And that isn't an issue if they can find it and put it right, but they couldn't put it right, so the car just kept going wrong and everything. And then you get into an argument um because they won't put it right and it's still in theory got 12 months warranty and then then, um then it's well is it the dealer's fault because they're not looking after it properly is it the manufacturer's fault because it's a friday afternoon car which apparently doesn't happen in germany but anyway um and and i couldn't get any traction and i just happened to i just happened to read in the daily mail of all places about a couple who'd had a really bad experience with a laptop. Bought it from Comic. Comic wouldn't do anything about it, so they basically went and stood outside and put a big sign up and said, uh, "You know, don't buy anything from Comic because they won't look after you." Yeah. So I had this idea instead of having the placard, uh, because they wouldn't do anything. And I gave, you know, I, I went to the people who were supposed to be providing customer service to try and get it sorted. Couldn't get any joy from, from my car. So and I, you know, I travel quite a lot, so the car mm. needs to be reliable. So I thought placard, stand outside the dealership. Now let's put a website up. So I created a website, um, which I think. It was a Tiguan. I think the first one I called was like, "Would you buy a Tiguan?" You know, dot uk, and um, and then made the people at Volkswagen and the and the dealership aware of it. And of course, it's in the public domain, and they don't know whether one person's looked at it. Mm. They don't know whether a thousand people looked mm. at it, a million people looked yeah. at it. They don't know if the person who's going to look at it tomorrow was about to buy a Tiguan and now thinks, "Actually, I'll go and buy something else." But effectively, I embarrassed them into taking action, and they and they. They pretty much gave me a, a new car as a replacement. Um, there was a little bit of cash change times, but not a lot. And um, and they sorted it out, but only after I'd embarrassed them. Mm. And, uh, of course, then you, you're getting the CEO and other people involved. It's, it's getting to those people. So the book is a little plotted history. across. T- I'm not a massive complainer, but um, where I think something's high value and should be put right, I, I've taken that direct action, created a, created a single-issue website, and then promoted it. Um, you know, I had a really bad experience with a with a tui holiday in Mexico because of the seaweed. And everybody said, oh, it's a natural thing. But actually, tui could have done something about that. It had been going on for a long time. They could have told us. They could have given mm. us an alternative mm. because we went to swim in the sea mm. and to snorkel in the sea. And they yeah, did. Know.
2: that was deliberate <clears throat> misleading, wasn't it? Because that had been going on for many, yeah. many years. A lot yeah. of Americans go to Mexico mm, and right. they all knew about it. And the images that you were buying yeah, from... The the brochure, yeah, absolutely. Which
1: was a policy. Yeah, so again, exactly the same thing. Tried to talk to them in. I mean, it's not anything they can solve in in the actual um, situation over there in the actual resort. But I came back, went through all the normal channels of giving them feedback, asking them to do something about it because you know we we spent a lot of money to go there, and 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 no joy until I put a website up. As soon as I put a website up, and that cost me because I got the skills to do it myself. It cost me three or four pound a month to host mm. to host that. So it's not a big investment, but it's actually quite satisfying when all of a sudden they suddenly think, oh, this might be damaging mm. my reputation. Mm. And in there, it's, it's, not, it's just factual. No, I'm not saying they should have done this. This is a situation. What are you going to do about it? Because I've tried to do it through the normal channels. And I had, you know, there's a VW car uh, that I'd mentioned. There's a BMW car some years later. There's a Microsoft laptop. There's a few instances of things that have gone wrong. And they didn't want to take... The issue because I, I put them all into a little book um there's a website called carry on complaining which hopefully is easy to remember um where people can go and have a have a look at that and see what I achieve but actually what you could do for yourself mm. with, you know if it's if it's hard you know if you've got a problem with a meal it's not worth going to all that extent you try to sort it out another yeah. way but um you know it's it's quite been quite an interesting I, I've read the book a couple of times, <clears throat> yeah.
2: and, and um, I. I think it's, it's all what you do is fair. You're not going out trying to get something for yourself for nothing. No. It's about yeah. fair compensation for something that you genuinely bought in good faith that either hasn't delivered or was misleading. Mm. Um, and what's interesting is how these big companies just shove you away, they don't want to know, and it's until you go on Twitter in some cases or you publish it, you've got a URL, and as you say, they've no idea. But I do remember with the BMW one, because I have a BMW. That um, you had a problem with the radio, didn't you? The yep. DAB radio. And when you did the website, quite a lot of other people found you, didn't they? And they were saying, "Oh, yes. oh well, I've got this problem." Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, so I thought, it I, thought, to I, thought I thought it was just me and my car. I didn't realise there was an underlying problem, which there seemed to be. But again, if you know, if they had just, Oh, they just effectively lied to me about it, mm-hmm. and that's been proven. They did know about this issue with the radios not receiving properly, and they tried to cover it up until I got clear video evidence. I you know, managed to video the bmw radio failing with another radio not failing in the same car put a portable one in there and at that point they suddenly the lights the light switch went on and they did something about Mm. it but that would have cost them quite a lot of money too because they took back the car they took back you know they refunded me all the payments i would made i took it out on finance and actually if they'd have just said oh we're really sorry there is a problem there can we give you a connector for your iphone or can we give you a a rack for your bike or something so it might have cost them a few hundred quid Mm but actually been honest and made me, you know, I'd have probably bought another one by now, yeah. mm. but I haven't and I won't, mm. you know. And similarly, those, you know, people, other people who found, found the website and said, you know, I've had exactly the same problem. Thank you very much. I'm going to use this to go back and um, try and get some, you know, recompense themselves, mm. which, is, which is great, you know, because it, it, those companies, any company should, you know, stand up to its obligations if they're producing well, goods and with services. With
2: these big companies, and I found it during COVID, You know, the letting agents I used were, firstly, everyone was um, caught off guard. Mm. Nobody expected 60,000 holiday cottages to suddenly need to be cancelled every week for the next four or five months. So, you know, it, it was a huge burden on those companies. But the reality was nobody could get through to anyone. And at the beginning, customers were being told, well, you can cancel, but if you want to come the same week next year... We're not giving your money back, but you can you can transfer it. But by the way, next year it's four hundred pounds more expensive for the same week. And we immediately said, firstly, all my people that book direct, I know them. So and there's a lot of them, but I you know I I I know them or I, I I can remember their you know their situation or I know when they booked and who's coming and if it's a special occasion. I just gave everyone their money back, and of course that cost me a lot of money, and I had to find the money. Um, But I thought, well, what else can people be expected to do? I mean, I said, obviously, if you want to transfer, and thankfully most people did, and they said, can we come next year? Or I I would move people to half term. Or But I didn't say to people, I'll respond to you in four weeks' time, and I can be bothered to read the email. And I I think when you're a big company, you do get slightly with away from what the human experience is because you're detached
0: you're, yeah. and you know as someone that's worked in customer experience teams for, for services, financial services yeah. is that you are trained to do exactly mm. that to back people off there's a regulator there's an ombudsman you know it's, it's yeah. always there's a point of escalation which is nothing to do with us sir yeah and and actually it is everything to do with us yeah. sir and and it's really important especially where you've got a large or long-term purchase um, that you look after that customer at day one through the lifetime yep. of that product, exactly as you were saying last year, Lucy. And yep. and I think for me, the one thing that I learned from the book, and it has echoes of my career, you know, in, in electronics and in financial services, is that you've got. To look after people today because otherwise they won't come back in the future yeah. and you can track this you can track this on um on all sorts of uh, metrics and and people drop off really quickly yeah. unless they get that <laughs> i
1: mean people talk about lifetime value and having yeah. customers a customer lifetime but actually there isn't a lifetime if you don't treat if you don't want don't make them want to come back next time yes, yeah that's you right. know and we bought um you know friends and steve when we came in in may you know, and, they, and they've, I think they've, I'm not sure if they've been in touch direct, but they're now trying to find a way they can come back themselves with their own family. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. they have such a good experience yeah. and they know the attention to detail. And they, you know, we, because obviously before lockdown opened up again, there was all this question of whether it going open, mm-hmm. it's going to open, when it's going to open. But we said, well, we've had this, we've got a communication channel there. Yeah. We, we're talking to you, yeah. whether it's WhatsApp or phone yeah. calls. You know, and with, this, with a smaller business, you can do that. Yes. But that will make people come back. Yeah, It's that personal touch. Mm.
2: And even things like people could message me and say, is there going to be milking? And they're on the way down. You could never ring up a letting agent no. and say, oh, I'm coming to Cottage X mm. in 24 four hours, and are you going to have X, Y, and Z? But I think you can, if you make a mistake, if you get something wrong um, and you you work with the customer... You can actually turn them into an advocate because you can exactly. say, "Look, you know the roof fell in. It wasn't yeah. our oh, fault. Yeah. You know these cottages are really well maintained. I don't know. I'm just making it up. Oh, yeah. um, but we would always try really hard to find mm-hmm. a solution to whatever went wrong. I mean, I don't think we ever really have issues because of that. And I'm supposed yeah. to speak to everyone before they come. Um, so if there are questions, you know, parking is a big mm. topic, isn't it? People always want to know where they can park and." You know, Dunster Village is a village. Yeah. Not, not a we're we're a about village. to go there. And yeah. you know, I'm already thinking where are we gonna park? Mm. But at the cottages, at the at the oval there, I've got two spaces. So and they're not outside the cottage. But most people don't have a space in the village, mm. let alone yeah. you know, a couple, a short walk away. But those are the things that you know people want to talk about and we 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 control as much as we can, but there are mm. some acts of God and things. I think when you were at Pilgrim Corner, something didn't work. Oh, I was trying to fix the um, the cistern, and I because um,
1: the oh yes, yeah, the ball, yeah, yeah. The ball the cocker broken, yeah, yeah. cock
2: had
0: just snapped mm-hmm. off. But these things happen. Of course,
2: yeah. they yeah. happen in houses. Yeah, yeah, um, And I think we got the plumber in. I think next. he came in on a
0: Saturday. Yeah, the yeah. next day, yeah. I have to say, carry on complaining for me, and that was the first the, the first uh, book that I read of yours, Duncan. I, it as I say, it really resonated with me, and anybody that has. An interesting customer service mm. really should read that book. Yeah, either made way, it, if it. you're
2: working in it or yeah. you want to make a complaint, I I read it very much as someone making a complaint. Unless mm. and, and I so work in customer service, because I've always worked in PR and we don't mm. do customer service. Um, but for so you, we just talk about it. We just, we <laughs> just make it, make things up about it. But yeah. For you, um, you know, having worked in it in big industries. Mm. Yeah, it must be kind of interesting yeah. to see it from the other
0: side. I still say it today, and I think I mentioned it to you last summer, my hairs stand on end when I even talk about the subject yeah. because I can hear what you say in the book and I can hear what my 250 people in my team were talking, how they were talking to customers. Mm. And I just hope that somebody who is now in my position in that organisation, I just wish they would pick that book up and just learn one thing from it, because it could it could change that organisation for the better. I just really hope that somebody reads it, and and you know I've recommended it, and I hope to continue to do so in the future. And I really hope that somebody is listening to this podcast in a sort of a head of customer experience <laughs> you never role. Know. You never know. Yeah. I, I, you know what does it take? It, a couple of hours to read this book yeah, could yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Well how many customers really, did I have
1: 18 million? Uh, really it, I'm trying to make try to make a light-hearted read of not too, you know, not not, no, not so funny, made it alive to make it light yeah. make it, no, it does, so, yeah. yeah. It? It's lovely. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. the one with the meal yeah.
2: makes me laugh. Mm. Um, so yeah there's, you know, and, and it's all also about all your football and that you couldn't hear the results and that one game that you yeah, missed the result yeah. because of BMW. <laughs> yeah. and, and those are the things that stick in our minds, absolutely. aren't they, yeah, when absolutely. we make a yeah, complaint yeah. about something. Uh-huh. So I think we should podcast. Okay. I think we need to find some people yeah.
0: to... I, I could talk to you all day about yeah. it, you see. It's, it's just something that's so close to my, uh, you know, so to my heart. So I would
2: say if anyone's listening and they've got something they want to complain about to a big organisation, they should let us know. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you could do
2: a live, you know, talk through yeah. Hey, We could how do how a to live. Fix it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Why not?
1: Brilliant. No, that'd be a good thing to do. Well, you mentioned Thank food you. there,
0: Lucy. Yes. Now, I know that Duncan's traveled all the way from Droitwich this morning, and we've got lunch at Reeves. one of your favourite restaurants. Reed's. Uh, oh, Donald okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know we Oh yeah, we're
2: going to Reeves today. That is one of my faves, you've been there. Well we
1: had some I've been there a couple we've been there and eaten inside some time ago, but when we were here in May we went in the garden Mm because obviously couldn't do inside. Beautiful garden. A a lovely garden, uh, the attention to detail and the covers, you know, the on for each table, all different and things. But the food was absolutely brilliant. You know, I know it's easy to say, Oh that's the best Sunday munch I've ever had, but actually it is. It is And I get really cross when my dad says, oh, that was the best I've ever had. And I go, no, it wasn't. (laughs) But this genuinely was, it was a, it was absolutely superb Sunday lunch. Well, so, I think you just you a shame should, it's not you, Sunday then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you two are probably go to Reap's. I'll just go and have your other favourite, uh,
0: fish and chips and mushy peas. Uh, right.
2: <laughs> We've got fish and chips there, maybe. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah. Nothing like no. that. Well, Duncan, thanks for making the journey. Today, no, than a doing pleasure. The line. Pleasure. Yes, yep.
2: and Duncan actually has an uh, A39, on
0: like, short. <laughs> yes. You, you see, I, I'm a bit one of those frustrated drivers, you know, that sort of sits there on the A39. Yeah, I well, think
2: you it, were one of those this Morning. morning.
1: Yeah, it's a little, little bit of traffic this morning, but <laughs> mm.
0: yeah. Well, it, at least you're not travelling on yeah. Friday. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again.
1: No, thank you go. both. Really good. Great.
0: Thank you.